This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder James Boy came to give him life. The blackest wrestling podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation The power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd, and here with me I have Rich Lotto. What's going on, man? Happy birthday oh, to you. Happy birthday to you. That's right. We are gathered here to celebrate James's 33rd birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I knew this was coming at some point on the show. I figured it was going to be towards the end, but you got me off rip at the beginning of the off show. Off the rip. So I, I, see, I see you over there, baby. <laughs> Straight off the rip. Um, yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. I, now yeah, it's kind of. Go ahead. No, I was I was gonna say. So, uh, what'd you do to celebrate? Oh, um, nothing. <laughs> I, did, yeah. I, I didn't do anything. <laughs> do you remember when the um, pandemic first started and then like everyone was saying like people like that had birthdays coming up? Like I was one of them. I was like, "Fuck, I ain't gonna be able to do nothing for my birthday." And then that's gonna turn out to be like everybody now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> I mean, for me, it's like, you know, I'm kind of low-key for birthdays. Like, I mean, every, maybe like every two or three years, I might, you know, do something. But outside that, it's more of just a day to kind of just, like, chill out for me. So, like, you know, I haven't had to make much adjustments just, like, when it comes to pandemic. Like, I'm a homebody. So, like, oh, my God, staying, staying, you know, it's socially isolating and all that kind of stuff is like, yeah, I kind of already do that. It's not, none of this is, like, a big major adjustment for me. Um, so like I've, I've been fortunate in that way, but, uh, yeah, just, just was, um, at the house chilling. Um, I'm still behind on a lot of stuff I want to get to, um, as far as like wrestling, especially because of, um, time of the year, like we're just coming around the time. It's like for doing the year in wrap up stuff. So like trying to like go through like previous earlier in the years, uh, one issue radio stuff to, like go through it for best of one H radio um twenty twenty. But yeah, I, yeah I, I think I should start getting like some rough drafts for uh the awards going here. Uh that's gonna be fun <laughs> to sort through this year. <laughs> no, no, the best thing is gonna be like when we do like the year review for like stardom, New Japan, AEW and WWE and it's like everybody we bring in is like every, the first question for everything is like so, how do you think this company, this promotion, this brand handled COVID? <laughs> like, 
how, how do you think the shows were affected? And how well do you in how much of a drop off do you think it was like eighty five percent of how good it could have been if there were crowds? Like that's gonna be another one. It's like yeah, we had a lot of good wrestling, but we had a lot of good wrestling, which is really for like a uh, 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 asterisk and the asterisk is like in spite of the circumstances yeah <laughs> so yeah. yeah um wow it's gonna it's gonna be um this is closing stretch it's gonna be something it's gonna be something yeah um, yeah so got um a couple things coming down to the wire so like we'll see how it all plays out but uh yeah it, it is time to start thinking about end of the year stuff i, I kind of like the format we did last year where we um pretty much just focus on end of the year shows and then we like punted the award show into like a month or two a month and a half into the year so that far into it yeah because we there was like constant news like every week of the year up until like eight weeks into the year and you were like oh this is a great way to do it and then i remember remember tallow like tallying everything up uh in one weekend before the show yeah, I mean, either way, we still we still got our uh, war show off way before Dave Meltzer did. So, so <laughs> as long as we beat Dave, Dave we're fine. <laughs> yeah, like you fuck around and you out here like doing your year end shit, doing you finally get it back like well, like weeks before WrestleMania, then it's a problem. But um, but yeah. yeah, um, I don't know. Maybe I don't know if we should. You know, I think we did it like mid, like maybe like right after TLC last year. Like maybe we should do it. Um, like basically make that be like our end of the year show like our last show of the year move to um like Russell King start next year off with Wrestle Kingdom or whatever else and then you know get the get the votes in or whatever else that sort of thing and then also give me a time like to to add on like the stardom year and shit when they have their, their biggest show of the year normally on like Christmas week so um We'll see. We'll see. There's still time. There's still plenty of time. We're doing production notes like as a live show now instead of actually a show. But um, yeah, man, you know, got 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 to give them a, a look into the inside. But once again, <laughs> happy birthday, James. Um, you know, so like the only man I know that is proclaiming himself to be washed for over a decade. You know, did I have I really? Did I, did, <laughs> I don't feel know, like it. I feel so washed. Like, I don't. I don't know if I ever said no shit like that. I don't know. May, may, I mean, that, maybe not those exact words, but more just like, look, bro, I don't want to go nowhere. Like, <laughs> good. I don't, I don't know. So, you know, like, you, want, you know what that means? Wanna... Like, once you watch for so long, you have a chance to kind of come back around nah, eventually. Nah, like, you know, nah, you know, nah. the, the washing eventually finishes and, and you dry off eventually. Nah, nah, like the whole idea of yeah, do you want to do you want to go somewhere and kill eat into your sleeping your time to be able to sleep and like drink alcohol makes it mess it up mess up your sleep cycle and then like go somewhere listen to loud music. Nah, bro, like I rather rather not. I'm good on that. I've been off, like like bro. I'm telling you the what the, the red carpet shit, bro. Like that just that shit burnt me out ever. Like it's almost like. Dude, I'll never go in the sky again. The same way John Moss will never step foot in the t- Titan Tower ever again. I refuse. Wow. It will never happen. I'll be drag kicking and screaming out the e-board for that to ever happen again. Nah, bro. Nope. Those days are over. Long gone. I I don't miss a, I don't miss a single second of none of that shit, boy. None of it. <laughs> none <laughs> of it. Um. Yeah. So, uh, Thanksgiving, man. How's your Thanksgiving? Oh, it's pretty good, man. How about yours? It was all right. It was all right. Um, it was it was um you know socially distancing. 
Um, so like it wasn't the same number of people that that I'm that I'm kicking it with as normal, but like you know I still stopped off and dropped them off something, so it was all right. But um, yeah, it, yeah. it was just it was just weird to just be like, all right, intermediate family thing, and it's just that you know, and then it's like mm-hmm. all right. How much time do you want to spend with whoever you spend time with? Um, that sort of thing, and like trying to, you know, you know, there's no such thing as safe cigarette, and all this is like we're trying to figure out how much we we should smoke before like we get you know black shit in our lungs, and it's like eh, probably any of it, and it's like you know everyone has to do their own, um, you know, what's safe for them and their whatever risk management they uh, they feel they're doing. So it, it was. Um, but other than that, it was it was all right. Um, I, you know, this week has been or this week has been pretty cool. But you know, kind of laid back type of deal compared to and a lot less hectic. But um, how was yours? I, I saw you out here cooking. I don't yeah. know if you've made that big of a cook in the past uh, year. So yeah. what's going on? This is so, so, yeah, this, like the, the, this was like the first time I really took like a lead role in um, you know knowing how to make the turkey and everything. Mm-hmm. And you know I did the ham and uh, you know my mom gave me a couple like you know lessons of what to do with the macaroni and cheese and all that. So <laughs> that's gonna be on deck in uh, you know future <laughs> years. But uh, yeah, this one I, I would say I was you know the, like, I had to play it rocking and okay. uh, uploaded them and you know. I, I ain't get clowned. I know I, I saw a couple people trying to make some jokey jokes on my turkey before it was all finished or whatever. I kind of, you know, uploaded it as I was getting started with it. Mm-hmm. And it was all well, oh, you need to season it. And I'm like, if you think I'm not about to like <laughs> make sure this shit is right. Like I had to re up, put, put the done one up there and be like, look, don't ever try me like that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I had a lot of fun, uh, doing it. And, uh, my mom like came over, uh, with me and Catherine and it was, it was really fun and uh my little sister ended up coming over for dinner as well but uh yeah like i woke up every three hours to uh check on the turkey cooked it overnight so it was done by the morning uh-huh. so it, w- it was pretty cool I, like I, I popped it in at i want to say eight o'clock and then um you know checked on 11 and basically low heat all throughout the night and then it was bussing in the morning juicy everything it was it was like it could it couldn't have went better like hey, honestly hey man don't ever say the word juicy to look, me ever look look can't can't, look, can't handle dry, can't, can't handle dry as turkey you know right i understand that don't say the word juicy to me ever again i'm good don't, don't do that don't stop like the word were moist you know? i'd rather moist than juicy juicy just sounded ridiculous like you know um but 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 the ham was definitely uh where it was at Oh well, yeah. I figured you know how to cook you some swine. I figured you oh, know yeah. how to do that. Yeah, you know, I had to had to make sure the swine was 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 there. You know, I know some folks say the swine is unkind, but not to me. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh... Yeah. I want to check them plates. I put them up on Twitter, so you can probably find them if you look. Okay. Okay. It's all, it's time for all the food to go tomorrow. No. So like today, I had the last of what I was gonna eat. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. We gonna have a discussion. We never had a discussion on uh, on air. So right. you, as a northerner, uh, originally are a pumpkin pie uh, person, which is just like you're you're the you're, you're the only person color I've ever met. That's <laughs> <laughs> a fucking pumpkin pie French person. So, um, so we didn't have any pie this year. So that was that was strange. Yeah. But unless yeah. you know how much you uh, really actually like pumpkin pie, you're like, nah, I ain't, <laughs> nah, I ain't even gonna deal with that. I'm not even gonna. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. 
See, see, you ain't bring that. See, I see now you cooking. You ain't like I ain't gonna try and make one of them bullshit ass pies. Nah, man. Like you gotta get the you gotta get the Publix uh, pie. Like I went out there um, to actually pick. I think I was looking for pumpkin pie, but it wasn't my request. But um, the only thing they had were app. They had plenty of apple pie, Dutch yeah. apple pie. Didn't see any pecan pie. Didn't. I think I saw one, or I saw a couple of sweet potato pies hanging around. But all the pumpkin pie was gone. So um, I settled for the tres leche cake. So <laughs> I don't, you mentioned Dutch apple pie. I, I know we're. I know this. So people are like, we don't give a fuck about this. Is a wrestling podcast. Skip ahead, but. Um, <laughs> skip ahead. Like there's timestamps in the in the uh, description of the podcast. But yeah, the Dutch apple pie I'll never understand. It's like okay, so you want apple pie, and then you want a bunch of you want a bunch of just Cr- dust, on, a bunch of crumbs and dust on top of the pie. Why would you want that? So I remember like before I like trying them both. Uh, uh, I I was keen towards the Dutch apple pie because I like the I'm, I like the crusts and like the idea of more crust on top. And then I tried it as opposed to the regular bread. one, <laughs> right? As as opposed to the to the regular apple pie, I was I was like, oh, that one actually tastes like a lot better than the uh, Dutch apple pie. But I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but as far as the the pumpkin sweet potato pie thing, it it just, it just was never like. We never really had pies like growing up, like of any kind. It was like we would have cake on Thanksgiving or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I came like down here and it was like a thing. It was like, oh, what do you mean you like pumpkin pie? I was like, yeah, I just had it one year, wanted, wanted to try it, you know. And I think sweet potato pie, I'm like, I think of yams and I'm like, um, I don't know. So <laughs> I, I just rolled the pumpkin pie. I was like, oh, it's not that bad. And then it was like, this thing like oh yeah you know your black ass ain't supposed to like no pumpkin pie I'm like hold on what like <laughs> so, okay so I've had pumpkin pie before it is not bad right the thing is and quite frankly the taste is pretty similar but there's just something missing and <clears throat> I'm come to the conclusion well I, I know that like it dates back to um basically like what what crops are being um in what region of the country you're from like uh-huh. um for example um pumpkins don't grow as well in the south and sweet potatoes don't grow as well in the north so they basically pick their plant that or whatever um i think ultimately what it comes down to it is um who is making those pies is <laughs> like I think like the tiebreaker ultimately comes down to who is making those pies and I think I'll take the side is making most of the majority of the sweet potato pies over the pumpkin pies I, and I'll take it I'll take it 10 times out of 10 every day of the week. Uh, that's funny so like I you know I I I, I think there's nothing wrong with pumpkin pie because only actually I'll take it back you're not the only one because Julian likes uh, pumpkin pie more too and I'm just like Oh, that's some Caribbean shit. That that is some. I was like, you know, that man yeah. Islander. Like, yeah, that's that's some full that's some full second generation uh, immigrant bullshit here. You on uh, Julian? But but yeah, um, that, that's that's all I got. I just wanted to bring yeah. it up. So I guess I guess now uh, that we handled the Thursday events, we can get to the the events from last <laughs> night because I don't know what to make of that show. Um, I don't even know what is it. What was it called officially? What was it officially called? The Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. card. Tyson versus Jones. 
whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'll Jones. figure it out and then I'll put it in the description. But Legends that, Only or some something like that. Something. It was a pay per view that it was a pay per view. Um, the the semi main event was Nate Robinson, former NBA point guard, versus Logan Paul, a, a YouTuber. Um, Jake Paul, Logan's his brother, I believe. Okay, okay, one of them Pauls. Like one of them is apparently problematic. I can't remember what the story was. This happened so long ago, I don't remember. I didn't even know there was two of them. I thought it was yeah. one person. But, yeah. yeah. So, Mike Tights versus Roy Jones. And what should have, may as well have been called, like, a versus boxing match. Because <laughs> it's, it's an exhibition match. It's, well, eight rounds, right? Eight rounds, two minutes. Eight rounds, two minute rounds in between. Um, I... <sighs> It was entertaining. Snoop was on guest commentary, having a blast. But uh, what were your thoughts on it uh, on the on the sh- the presentation in general? Oh, the presentation was awesome. Like the yeah. the um the walkout ramp they had, like mm-hmm. all the the lights and the lasers. Like, oh, that that part was awesome. I did not, uh, however, care for the amount of rappers that I had to watch uh, perform in between. Uh, just everything, just filling time. Um, while they were trying to, you know, take streams down, and no matter how hard they worked, uh, they could not stop them all because I did not pay for this show. So, um, uh, as far as like the fighting, it was just like it was sideshow freak show fights. Um, Nate Robinson, my God, I can't believe this man came out there and just like, yo, I like. Remember Rocky was like, he'll knock you in tomorrow, Rock. <laughs> Like Nate Robinson is it got knocked down tomorrow out there. Like <laughs> he got knocked down three times, and all three of them were devastating uh, drops. All three of them. Yeah. All three of them were yeah. like, oh yeah, you could you could. It, honestly, the first time he got knocked down, that should have been he should have been counted to ten. Like he was done. Yeah. I don't know why they allowed him to get back up, other than the fact that did some carny shit. But yeah, he he knocked him out. Effectively three or two times, but the first, but the the worst one was like the first one. Yeah, like when he stiffened um, up, it's like oh, ooh, ooh, okay. Um, normally, know, I, when someone does I that, imagine. we put them on a stretcher, and somebody got to put the thumbs up, and people have prayer circles. You know, I imagine um, this that moment will be immortalized in white barbershops across the country. Um, it it was just. I, I was shocked. Y'all saw the memes. Any good Nate Robinson memes? Leave them in the Discord. I'm looking at all of them. Um, but as far as uh, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones, man, I loved it. Like, <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> um, it was like, entertaining. It was. Uh, yeah, it was definitely entertaining. I didn't get the feeling of like. Like uh, I wasn't like sad or like inspired or or uh, like Josh said, this had moved him to tears from keeping a strong style. I didn't get to that point with it. I was just so happy for them and just seeing like you know these guys are in their fifties and they got like a lot of pride to do this and uh, they didn't want to lose. They they approached it as competitors. Um, even with the with the holding, it was like that's kind of what. Roy got to do it this stage. Like you got to keep that bear off you because, like, even though it's for exhibition, like, uh, like Sugar Ray Leonard was like, "What's an exhibition?" Like, <laughs> like that, 
when he was up there. So all it takes is for your ass to get cracked, just like Nate Robinson did. So um, I like Roy's uh, colors and his gloves. Of course, he's in stable center uh, with the eight glove and the 24 glove uh, for Kobe. I like that. Um, I, I don't know. I just thought it was a a good, fun, mindless you know, watch essentially. Yeah. Um, I think the best part of the actual boxing match from bell to bell was Snoop's commentary. <laughs> he's just incredible. He's just, he's just being Snoop dog. He's been the same person he's been for the past, tw- what? 30 years at this point. So, um, that, that was fun. He said he, they're like, uh, they're like my two uncles, like <laughs> fighting in barbecue. It's like what the fuck? Yes. Snoop? Meanwhile, Snoop uh, is beige too. Yes. Yeah. Snoop's. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They're all the same age, roughly. Uh, all same generation oh. at least. Um, yeah. It was. It was. It was fun. It was good to see Morrow and hear him. Like you know, he's not with NXT anymore, and like you know, he's still great. Um, it was weird to see uh, Sugar Ray Leonard at this age, and he like given that he how he's aged like he looks kind of like big boy from power 106 in la <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah i was like at first I, I didn't realize that was actually i thought it was big boy and i was like oh shit that's sugary <laughs> what how did he how did he age into that uh but you know whatever um you know they got that draw you know so there was like a professional <sighs> wrestling element uh to All this right. how many um, how many rounds did we win all of them how many rounds did Roy really win, Rich? Every single one. Okay. I think Roy won maybe Can't one. be touched. I think Roy maybe won, like, maybe two rounds. Maybe. But it didn't matter. Ultimately, you're watching it, and then, and then they have, like, the comfy box. You already, you, you already knew what was happening. And you're just like, yeah. Mike beating this man, like, and all of a sudden, you see, like, the scores, and you're like, who is this third judge? Who is this third judge's ridiculous thing? And then at the end, you're just like, it's a draw. It's like, oh, okay. This is some fucking carny work shit or whatever else. So then, after that, like, is when I see the text about, like, the inspiration. I was like, you just saw, you just saw a wrestling match, effectively. Like, you saw this dude, <laughs> like, this was, the finish was, was, was predetermined. Like, they went out there. They didn't try to kill each other. Like I, People I, put real American dollars on this fight, and those yeah. people seek help. Please. People bet on anything, though. So it's like, yes, seek help. Yeah. Like, I, look, there are people There are people that'll put... Bro, there are people that bet on, like, scores and covers and spreads for, like, quarters of games. I'll ask you this Come question. On. Did Michael Jordan have money on the fight? I'm going to say no, and the only reason I'm going to say no is because um, Roy Roy was a rapper. You don't even give a fuck about rappers. So, <laughs> Wait, wasn't he also signed with Jordan? So? What'd that mean? He, he might know Roy. Bruh, have you ever heard the, the, um, the Noriega story about Jordan? Yes, yes. Fuck rap. Yes, this yes. Man I, I, I'm, showed, I'm well aware. This man showed up to the Def Jam Christmas party to go talk to Hove and Mariah Carey and then every other rapper, whether it was Ghostface Killer, whether it was Method Man, whether it was Raekwon, whether it was, uh, who fuck else rap. did they mention? <laughs> every, every, he was like, oh, nice to meet you. He's like, fuck rap. <laughs> like, 
fuck rap. So yeah, so for you to say that, oh well, you know, Roy, he, he's a sign of Jordan Brand. Like man, he probably didn't even know that man rap. You know, what what wow. you doing? He's doing what? So fuck rap. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, yeah, speaking of that, that uh, what you said about the uh, the Roy Jones um, and, and Jordan thing about yeah. Speaking of that, Roy Jones. Roy came off some new crank. The whole entire... Well, we'll get to that in a second. The whole entire Noriega Oh No video is him sitting ringside at a Roy Jones fight while being a Jordan athlete. While all that plays together while while he's in Noriega's face talking about fuck rap. So what are we talking about with Jordan? <laughs> Jordan's an asshole. That's, let, me move on. let me move on. So you said Roy came off some new crank. Yes, this was like can't be touched uh, like 2020. Yes. Yeah. You know, I was happy to hear that. You know, I was, it, it was kind of like a y'all must forgot 2020. Yes, um, you're right. Correct. You're, you're but right. I would have, I would have happily accepted him coming out to can't be touched. Like, <laughs> just like something about it. Just, and then, uh, he's saying Pensacola in the house. He's like, they want me back in there. I'll go back in there. Like, I only, I, I just wish Roy came out in the church clothes. That's, that's, that's all oh I wanted. My God. You know, that, that's, that is, specific to the era i don't think you can do that anymore like that was only from the early 2000s late 90s that you can pull that whole thing off where everything matches and then you come off like in a way well obviously not in a way it was clearly intentional like roy was roy was on some real raster shit bro he really was back then like why why well because of the pageantry okay okay triple h all right I get yeah you. um yeah, but I will say Mike looked great. Um, the star battle was 100 pounds. Like I remember, you know, about a decade ago when he was doing, uh, um, he kind of started the the image rehabilitation um, thing. When he, you know, mostly capped off or the tipping point was really uh, the Hangover um, movie. Like you know, he was big. You know, like he had the you know the older older middle aged guy gets a big belly type thing and. Um, you know, to see him in the last, you know, few months getting geared up for this is like, that's cool. He was able to do that, you know, um, as a person that talks about his mental struggles and talks so much about, um, his life and goes on the road doing it. Like that's another chapter for him, right? Like the, you know, um, so that that's, that's really cool that he can do that. And like for him to come out and, you know, show, <sighs> Dude, he's still so fucking violently like, like. Bro, sudden. he looked like he might be able to give the right person some some problems in there. He he clearly ain't got no wind or anything, but like that first round, all you got like like it, I don't know, man. Like it, you put Mike in there in round one, he he might got a chance to hit you. Well, I, well, the st- okay, so I'm not, I'm I'm not a super uh, duper boxing person, but like. I think the word is like the last thing to go is power. So like to see when he can, yeah. you know, bo- get, does the Bob and Weave thing. We always just like look so menacing when he does that shit. It's like, yeah, I can see why Roy was out there holding on. I can see why like you know you wouldn't want to be the person with the gloves and and the padding on when he goes in the train mode. But yeah, um, you know, I think it was a good choice for them to go to you know two minute rounds and and. Um, and, and Roy like he's about to die in round yeah. four. Yeah, but that's because he was out here trying to dance and move like the thought the whole thing. It was like, you know, especially early on, he's like trying to do all the flashy stuff. It's like, hey bro, like 
I understand that you're still quicker than them, Mike, but that's not going to last long. Uh, and <laughs> the, the more that you drain that battery, the faster, the easier chance that you get caught with something that you sh- you shouldn't have no business getting caught with. You should be smart to know that like that dude has the power to put you down, especially like Roy. Like Roy didn't have you know cruiserweight uh, when he got older, anyway. Or let's say for mm-hmm. the last fifteen years, seventeen years, he didn't have like the jaw to stand up to a strong cruiserweight, let alone you know one of the heaviest punchers of all time. So it's like, hey, bro, I, you know, I understand that, like, some of this is for the love and whatever else, but, like, these are still pretty live rounds that are, right. <laughs> that are coming out the chamber. So you might not, you might want to stop doing this before you fuck around and get hurt. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it was, by the end of you, you were aware of what it was. It was, like I said, a versus boxing match. It was really more of a celebration of these two legends um, like really, like when was the next time we ever see one of them? One of one of those ever again? Like watching, you know, um, Tyson Fury or or Joshua or Floyd or um or Deontay Wilder or Andre Ward. Like it's still not the same as watching those two when you know we were growing up. Like it, it like those two are fucking superheroes. These other these yeah. other guys that have been around are still great wrestlers, wrestlers, boxers. They're they don't they don't have like the same type of aura around them of just like I'll these say it people is. are on another level. I'll say it is. I I fuss with Tyson Fury because like that man's hard to talk and and he the baddest nigga, nigga out there and he ain't a nigga like, <laughs> like, like bro like oh uh, and, and he he's a one of one so um yeah I I like Tyson Fury but I I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I like them all too, but it's just like it just is, is not the same thing. And obviously, this is a lot that comes down to like this, the nostalgia factor. But I mean, we saw them buy rates. <laughs> we we saw yeah. them buy rates. Like a, a if a Tyson dropped out the sky now, uh, well, I you know it it, it his buy rate would just be through the roof. And I mean, like you know, even Floyd does use buy rates, but he still doesn't. He still didn't draw on the. Um, the general public's like, or captivate them in a way that like Tyson did, just didn't. And there's no shady because we made shit ton of money and all the other re- uh, boxers. I keep wanting to say wrestlers, probably because most of them are workers, but um, it's just something that just is kind of missing. And like, you know, um, people have talked about like the heavyweight or boxing isn't as popular because the heavyweight division, you know, wasn't back. And it's like, then you all of a sudden you have all these super heavyweight motherfuckers come out and then like it's still. It still it does very well, but like it's just like you know we're out of the boxing phase. It was just like being the biggest sport. Like they can do events, but they can't do the you know the oh it's on TV, oh it's on you know the radio or or everybody. It just stops the whole entire um, thing for multiple times a year. It can do it maybe once or twice a year, but not at the same thing it used to be, um, which is obvious. But yeah. Um, <clears throat> anything else you want to cover on uh, on the show or on uh, on that particular um, show last night? I'm trying to think. Um, there's a lot of a lot of bum versus bum on there. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know, man. That that Jay Paul and that Nate Robinson. My God, like. If you haven't seen it, go out of your way this to see like the, the pain this man inflicted. Like, bro, <laughs> the, tro- the the trolling. 
like he came out to the to the to the basketball song. I'm only shocked he didn't walk out wearing a Nate Robinson jersey as well. Um, Nate Robinson showed up dressed like a Nick, got treated like a Nick. Um, <laughs> oh um, man! You know, shout out to the Knicks fans. That's hot there, but god damn, like. Yeah, man. They, they, uh, well, yeah, look, man. I, I don't know what this was, man. Look, I know it's easy. And I heard they ain't pay him nothing. Look, I know it's easy to, to clown on Nate Robinson or whatever, but in Knicks fans, because he came out in, in the uh, in the orange and blue. But I got a better joke for you. Let's say he had one. Would they have Would they have made a banner for that and put that up in the MSG? <laughs> Would it? You know what I mean? You know because they don't they put up Atlantic Atlantic Division banners in MSG. Yes, yes, they they have a Billy Joel banner up in MSG, I believe. You know when you know when they do house shows for WWE and that Hulk Hogan banner up there. Yes. So yes. if that's the case, why couldn't Nate Robinson have gotten a banner put up there? And it's been a, it has been a a white, orange and blue f- uh, glove. It said Nate Robinson and dates of when he Love. took out. Yeah, why not? That man won hey, what man. three all you know, or three dunk contests? Weren't those all in this yeah. year? I believe so. What else you got? Is Nate Robinson yeah. and Samari and Carmelo the last twenty years? Well, there's Lynn Sanity too. Oh, so yeah, so a month and a half of Linsanity or two months of Linsanity. It's more like a month or six weeks. More like six weeks. Yeah, you know. If you want to clown up Linsanity shit, like, ain't nobody had no shit to say. They was out here hitting the game winners and shit. That happened. Like, Linsanity was a real thing. They were they, yeah. they were breaking out of ESPN television to break into the end of games so you could just watch him nail a, a buzzer beater against the Raptors. That was a thing. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the top four. Nate Robinson dunk contest, Lynn Sanity, uh, Carmelo, and like the month and, or the two months they had of Amari Siren for his knees went out. Yep. What's up, Tom? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I was on uh, Keeping It Strong Style this week. They dropped a bonus episode breaking their. Uh, year awards. It's kind of an annual thing. I was on there last year as well, the year before. You uh, they go through their the, end of the year awards. Hold on, hold on, you broke up a little bit. So you say they're breaking down their end of year awards and um, keeping strong. Style? Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, and it's kind of kind of like an annual thing. I, I've joined them, and I just wanted to do this segment here to kind of uh, let you guys know that those um, awards are open. If you guys have been watching New Japan, uh, we're going to take a look at some of these awards in like rapid fire fashion so if you want the um the deep dive into the awards uh check that show out uh, that I was on um uh, i believe the there was a fun fact that it was like the same exact length as last year so <laughs> <laughs> true workers know how to hit their time you know but uh yeah man uh, i shot you over to this list so uh yeah. w- what you think about this um well, we talked about this, and then we had a message in um, Josh before we just went on air. It's like, I don't see, one, you look at uh, Gaijin of the year, and you see, you know, Finn Juice, Gorillas of Destiny, Jeff Cobb, Osprey, and Jay White, and so it makes you qu- ask, like, where's John Moxley? And then it also makes you ask, bruh, 
where is Zack Sabre Jr.? Um, so <laughs> I asked if he was a Japanese national. Uh, yeah. Apparently not. Yeah. So, um, obviously that's just just an omission. But like you know, the Masi thing comes with you know the you know the overrun thing of you don't want like. <laughs> You know what happened to us when it came to starting the rest of the year last year? Be Priestley just fucking wins when it's like, dude, she's like, the, she she's lucky to even be nominated, let alone <laughs> wins the fucking thing. So like, so you wonder if that you know that came into play, but then you see the Oscar, the uh, the no saber thing is like, hey, bro, what's going on? Do y'all just forget this man? Um, feud of the year, you know, we talked about this uh, off air uh, when it came to Lij. And versus Evil, where it's like, I don't think that thing deserves to be nominated, but you know, it's their list, so do what you want to. Like, I wouldn't vote for that shit. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I think, I've, quite frankly, I think the most, the best competition for any award is the Carl Gosh Strong Cell <laughs> Award because <laughs> there was a lot of head busting going on in, in New Japan, like in the, you know, semi main, uh, well, third mat or second or third. Uh, really, uh, more third from the top on these New Japan cards like Abushi, um, Ishi, Nagata, Suzuki, Taichi, and uh, Shingo. They all had great no. years wrestling mostly each other and like killing themselves with a never title, especially um, the Shingo stuff. Um, tag team of the year. I mean, for me, it'd be Golden Aces or uh, Dangerous Trekkers, but um, you know. It's it's New Japan is tag teams. It was no people can come in because of the pandemic. Um, anything to catch your eye? Um, so looking at the <sighs> wrestler of the year, um, mm-hmm. there I brought this point up on the show. I was like, well, you know the the super top end, like you know, like you're usually there's a wrestler that's grabbing you. Uh, in New Japan every year, that's like, yeah. yo, this is my fucking award. Like mm-hmm. last year, Osprey, year before Kenny, Okada, like, but that's not there this year. Right. So, um, with frankly, that ceiling being lowered, quite frankly, 2017, Kenny Omega wipes out anybody from this year. Like, like half of 2017, Kenny Omega wipes <laughs> them off. <laughs> um, but they, um, I, I said with that, with that ceiling being lowered, like the people that have just, you know, have stuck that will always been consistent that are like your Ishis or mm-hmm. uh your Suzuki's, like they might have a chance to break through and, and steal one of these. Mm-hmm. Um you get them, so you get them like I, a Sushi Luchi moment. Yep, like <laughs> and I'm I'm gonna let everybody right, know right now I'm voting for Tomohiro Ishii uh <laughs> as the wrestler of the year. Um <laughs> because <already> figured <laughs> Yeah look like going through it like i was like man i was like there for me it feels like the the stuff that easy could handle he handled he controlled yeah he's like well you, you, ain't, you ain't gonna give me no protection in booking y'all just gonna beat me like like a drum at, at, at every point all right i got something for you like <laughs> i'll just be the same great wrestler i was whether there's no fans whether they're there being quiet um it doesn't matter um Tanahashi getting on that wrestler of the year list, just a testament to him. Um, it carrying that sorry B block. Uh, no evil on wrestler of the year, which is uh, quite hilarious. Yeah. Um, um, but I mean, he doesn't deserve to be on here. 
you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a, a man wins the IWGB Double Championship uh, and, and somehow does not make it on there. And um, has one of the best turns and angles of the year in all of wrestling. So, you see yeah. what happens when everything sucks after? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep, yep. Um... Match of the year is interesting because you know it's going to be a bunch of different opinions. Um, I, you know, for me, I think either one of the Russell Kingdom matches I'd vote for, but I haven't decided yet. I have to. I'll figure it out once I uh, re- start doing entity or stuff and re- rewatching stuff. Um, show of the year, um, I think it's going. I already know. I already sits what's going to up, what's up on the horizon, right? Like the best show, top to bottom that New Japan put out this year was the best show of the year, top to bottom, which was uh, night 13 of the G1. Uh, but I'm pretty sure um, that night two of Russell Kingdom will win. Just a hunch. Just a hunch that that, that, that that's how it'll break down. And there'll be no other reason than uh, night two won the, uh, the double belt or became double champion. Um... Junior of the year, like that, I feel like Harum was gonna win in a walk. Um, shout out to Show. Show had some incredible matches, especially um, during the New Japan Cup uh, time frame with Shingo. But um, and you know, even we'll figure out the rest of the year with um, best Super Juniors. But like, I think Harum was, you know, I think it's pretty much an open shut case for that. Um, yeah. Trying to think, what am I missing? The strong style fight of the year category is oh, uh, pretty loaded. <laughs> It's, that's the strength that of the they year have for on here. That's strength of the year. It's like um, strength of the year. Um, yeah. Um, so I, I, I wish like the promotion was centered around, around this stuff um, <laughs> rather than the stuff it is centered around. So taking a look at this uh, list is uh, you got John Moxley versus Minoru Suzuki, uh, Ishii versus Shingo, New Japan Road, Yuji Nagata, Minoru Suzuki, uh, the Slap Fest, yep. uh, Show and Shingo in the New Japan Cup. Uh, Minoru Suzuki and Shingo Takagi and Jingu, uh, Ishii versus Suzuki, day one of the G1, Abushi versus Ishii, Taichi versus Ishii, Abushi versus Shingo, Abushi versus Suzuki, and Abushi versus Taichi. So, like, just a whole bunch of like hitting and fighting and you know, surviving. So, <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, in, you looking know. at their uh, angle of the year, yeah, lots man. of heat. In the angle of the year section, <laughs> lots of heat in the angle of the year section, lots, lots of stuff. Just for me, questioning like why I even do this. Like Kenta jumping out on Naito, um, I it, to me is just an attack after a match. But whatever, uh, all you do is just make you know everyone upset that was happy. But you know, I, I still think they you know do whatever business they're going to do the next month without it. Whatever. Um, Evil joining the Bullet Club, I, I, that's a gifable moment. Like when he throws up the the fist, but turns into a two sweet, and does his finish. Um, but everything after that sucked. Um, <laughs> uh, Dick Togo, yikes! <laughs> For me, this is easy. Suzuki and Moxley at WrestleMania 14. Everyone lost their fucking minds when this happened. Um, it was like the one thing. It was like, man, you know, something awesome is coming. It fucking delivers. Like. Um. Yeah, but I mean, if we're talking about angle as far as like a single a singular moment where something happens that is you know big or shocking or well executed, like I I get what you're saying. The follow up like makes it feel better, but like I don't necessarily know if you should. 
I don't know if you should necessarily be attaching the follow through with it, but um, yeah, as far as that, like that's probably the best thing on here if you're including the follow through. But I, I just have a hard time imagining anything beats um evil versus um evil turning on Bullet Club. Um, now as far as like Dick Togo showing up, which is like literally the next night, um, yeah, but you know whatever, like. Dick Togo is choking motherfuckers out. Like, what? What? Girl dude, wire. What? What a fucking bane on Mike's This is some New Japan watching this, like, from the summer on. Just, ugh. Get it away. Stop it. Take it out back and shoot it dead. Twice. Um, there are a lot of different categories on here, so I'll just run through the names of all of them. Uh, if you guys want to check them out, there's the Antonio Noki Wrestler of the Year. They have the Match of the Year. They have a Show of the Year. Uh, Juice and Thunder Liger Jr. of the Year, Tag Team of the Year, uh, Carl Gotch Strong Style Award, which should be renamed the Tomero Ishii uh, Strong Style Award uh, after he wins it again. Uh, we got the Feud of the Year, the Big Van Vader Gaijin of the Year. We should change that to the Kenny Omega Gaijin of the Year, uh, Faction of the Year, Most Improved, Newcomer of the Year, Fighting Spirit Award, the Young Boy of the Year, New Japan of America MVP. That's going to be uh, interesting because I don't know how many people watch that. But um, strong style fight of the year, uh, junior match of the year, tag team match of the year, excursion match of the year, angle of the year, and news story of the year. So some yeah. of the news stories that were on there. Yeah, which is um, you would be talking about soft air like excursion match of the year. Moxie's has like two matches on there. Strong style match of the year, he has one on there. Guys in the year, not listen. Yeah, I, yeah, I think, I, you know. Whether it's omission or safeguarding, something. Look, something. You need to talk to that committee over there to, to the you know, KISS something, something committee. Was, something was rigged. Yes, you know. So, there, there's some, there, there is some jury. There's rigging going on. Yes, yes. <laughs> there's some somebody out here just omitting people off the ballot. Look, John, Mo- <laughs> John Mosley should should uh should petition or actually should uh, read the rights and then talk down on keeping it strong style the same way the weekend was talking down on the Grammys earlier this week. Like, Look what I've done. <laughs> Look what I've accomplished. I've been fucked. Fuck y'all. Like, that's what he should do. How dare you doubt the, the, what will most likely be the, uh, the wrestler of the year 2020. How dare you? Amazing. Um... <laughs> Well, yeah. Make sure y'all uh, y'all vote in those awards, and um, yeah, y'all don't do no fuck shit because um, you know we won't had to had to do a recount. We won't had to stop the count. We won't have, won't had to do none of that. So uh, yeah, yeah. Until Josh and Jeremy to stop the fraud. <laughs> yeah, stop the fraud. <laughs> All right, so I uh, I think we're gonna make good time on this show. I'm probably speaking too soon now. Oh my god! Yeah, but we are now. Yeah, right? Inside of uh, what, probably like forty-seven minutes or something like that, we are getting what the hell's going on? The Wednesday shows. Uh, what the hell's AEW- going on? <laughs> AEW Dynamite and NXT. I thought that these were two good shows. Uh, pretty consistent. Um, like there was no like, well, except for Loomis, of course. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't. Is really, that man like the front runner for the put him in a coffin award this oh, year? I mean, for NXT, he's in it by a landslide. Like he drags, he drags everything into the mud. Everything. Um, I, I look. If we're gonna do like they're talking like this bracketology, right? Like yeah. out of the NXT region, it's def. He's definitely the one seed for that. <laughs> he's the uh, nominee. Yeah, like he's as much of a lock 
uh, to be the number one seed is like NASCAR Tour is out of the starting region. Definitely. Yikes. Like, you put, eat, look, I, we'll get into New Japan later. We already talked enough New Japan, but like, there are some people like, I, oh, think, evil. I, have, I think I have people like locked in as my picks for like each, each region. If you will, each discipline of yep. each brand, yes, like yes, des- definitely, definitely, Dexter Loomis. I can't wait for him to <laughs> fuck off to uh, who who knows where. Hope he hits the lo- look. Hope he wins the lotto. Hope he can retire and not do this anymore, so that I don't have to watch him do this. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, bro. Oh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. But bro, it, Loomis and Grimes will not end. It will not end. Yikes. Wait till you fu- wait. Yeah. Wait, just wait till you. I, I, I have, look, I have some off the air um, comments to share with you about uh, that as okay. well. Okay. Um, just mind boggling. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's just like they they don't understand. <laughs> of course um, not. But, They're doing it. Yeah, yeah. So um, AW uh, is the Thanksgiving Eve. Uh, uh, show that they do that's kind of one of their tradition shows that they were trying to establish so had there been no pandemic this show would have been in chicago uh right, like last right. year what's up in the building that they did all in at right yeah okay yeah so we opened um this show up uh with hangman page against john silver so um this was awesome uh silver continues to inch closer and closer to being over um hangman had a good effort here uh silver's just like incredible offense and in, in this and he, he's baby pack and now that pack is back we hopefully we get this pack uh don silver uh, match popped off eventually um but this hangman needed a, a good showing like that this is his first match since full gear um john silver with Brody lee out he's clearly the star of the dark order um and this was like, you know, fast-paced work, stiff, athletic, technical, all-in-one. Yeah, um, there's just something to to Silver's game to where, like, you watch him and he's good, and then he hits a gear where of unanswered offers, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I'm not saying he's doing any, like, super flashy stuff. It's just, like, the aggressiveness, the physicality, it just ratchets it up, ratchets ratchets up, and you're like, this dude, he 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 has a whole other level. And if he were in, you know, best super juniors, if he were in, um, PWG, like you know, as a solo act, like what could he actually, you know, really accomplish on his own? Like he he's damn good, and him and Hangman, like they had a fun match, and um, it's good to see Hangman like out of hiding. He's been, like, he's been nowhere to be found, kind of for like the last couple of weeks. So um, it's good to get him a nice, you know, nice one on his belt to get him, you know, going wherever he's gonna go. Yeah, man. Uh, if I if I got whooped, how I got whooped at full gear, I wouldn't show my face either. You know, I just drink. You know, like he did. Um, but um, yeah, it was a really good match. Um, but after the match, uh, Uno basically uh, reached out to Hangman and uh, he compared the elite actually to to a cult. And said he that you know you tried to leave, but they won't let you leave. And the elite's the real cult, and uh, you know, but we're here for you. And and basically, he's offering him a spot in a group. And Hangman just like kind of looks at him and smiles and uh, looks to be the start of something here. So yeah, this made me remind because like now you're going back and forth on what what is actually y'all did. Like 
if Cody can leave, why can't the Hangman? This is bullshit. I don't no stop. Like this is not Jay Uso had to be a slave for the for the tribal chief. <laughs> it's not the same thing. No, stop it. But yeah, uh, that that's my only like that was my only thing that like made me roll my eyes. Like no, we're past this now. Like I don't need I don't need more like. We're deciding whether or not, like, he had agency or not, or whether he's a grown-ass man who made decisions for himself. He's stuck. Stupid. He, as far as I know, he still ain't even apologized to the Young Bucks yet. That and, and the Young Bucks have have um, have, pro, have have prospered. Um, <laughs> still won the belts anyway. You yeah. know, so yeah. uh, also got the Young Bucks book. Excellent book. Uh, high recommend for y'all to check it out. Just lots of unique stories about those guys because like i i didn't really know their whole story you know how they came uh in the business and uh everything they went through but like yeah like it's 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 really goofy uh for me now when to hear someone to say that that the young bucks are not the greatest sad team of all time (laughs) like (laughs) like it's goofy to not hear that so um after that, um, Kenny Omega got interviewed by Alex Marvez. Um, he basically asked him about it, his thoughts on Moxley's beatdown. Kenny said uh, that one year ago he was nursing injuries in the Moxley match. The difference is now that Moxley's being called the best. Uh, Kenny's in the full suit and glasses. Uh, he said the common thread that binds them uh, is the AEW world title. Until Omega gets the belt, people won't consider him the best. Uh, he told, uh, you know, he, he issued a gentleman's challenge and, and told that man to leave the garbage wrestling at home. You know, we're we going to get in the ring and do this man to man and told him to beat me based on your wrestling ability. Uh, he brought up Moxley's promo about his father and said, uh, quite frankly, you know, my dad would beat the shit out of your dad and they didn't edit him. So this was great. Uh, it, it, you know, can't can let people know. Yeah, y'all ain't got nothing to worry about uh, on these promos at all. Yeah, this is Moxley. Moxley. This was uh, Omega's best promo in AEW. Um, the only note I have is I don't give a shit like whose dad can beat up who. This isn't fucking elementary school, but <laughs> outside of that, like it was a great promo. Yeah. Um, so you know, knowing that he was gonna get his ass whooped later, they had to like give him some um, with this. So. They aired another one of those Darby Allen videos uh, where he put set a car on fire. Thanks. That's the same um, car from um, the last pay per view where he won it, or he won the title from Cody. Yeah, uh, yeah, the face so, of TNT car. Yep, yep, yep. So, um, I don't know where they put that in storage, but like that was cool. Yeah. Um, so up next we got Powerhouse Hobbs, the newly named uh, Powerhouse Hobbs, uh, against Lee Johnson. So. Um, uh, Mr. Powerhouse came out uh, in the Taz singlet, uh, the the orange and black. I kind of like, you know, Taz passing on the colors, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was, you know, the the Nightmare family getting whooped here. Uh, you know, Lee Johnson has, has been hand-selected by Cody to uh, take his ass whooping, apparently, from, from Hobbs. So um, he basically fucked this man up, threw him outside the ring, uh, was taunting people. Uh, he hit like a world strongest slam type type move for a squash. After that, Taz got on the mic, basically told Hobbs to go celebrate, just like Ricky and, and Cage. He got something personal to say. 
started complaining that the FTW title is not officially recognized in AEW and he ain't going to leave until it means something. There's also been stuff going on on uh, like these Twitter interviews where Cody bearing the FTW title said it should be in a museum, um, basically downplaying all the ECW stuff and said no one cares. Um, Taz basically got his mic cut off and then uh, Justin Roberts gave him his mic, cut that mic too. So uh, Cody's walking out. He's got the headset on and shit, and it's like, come on, man. Um, <laughs> and then Taz, he said Taz is wasting time, basically valuable uh, minutes on national television. Got to pay for this. Um, they announced next week that Hobbs and Ricky are going to face Cody and Darby Allen. Taz said that ain't enough. He said uh, that, you know, you was out here trying to, you know, rush us through, to, you know, because we whooped that ass last week. And... Um, he said he's going to talk to his superiors about it, but Taz was like, you know, what are you going to tell me? Creative's got nothing for me, uh, and that pissed Cody off. Cody got in the ring. He totally, like, didn't respond to anything. He said, hey, man, if I'm such a kiss-ass or whatever, why is your son training with me to wrestle? Taz ain't like that. He basically dropped the microphone and then, like, whispered off camera, like, this shit is a shoot. Like, this shit is too far. Like, you you have crossed the line. I would deal with you at another time, uh, or so Cody thought. Cody thought it was sweet, you know, and I guess he didn't learn the the, the lesson from Jake Roberts earlier this year. Uh, you know, when Jake said, you know, you turn your back on a man that you don't respect. Apparently, he didn't respect Taz. So Taz uh, went ahead and grabbed a Taz mission and choked this motherfucker out <laughs> in one of my favorite moments of the year. <laughs> what? Really? This is one of your favorite moments of the year? You hate Cody that much? God damn. <laughs> you know, Taz is so fucking awesome. Yeah, he, awesome he, he was awesome. He was awesome. Um, I did roll my eyes when they started cutting mics. I was like, come on, man. We know what you're doing. Like, we know this is, like, they're trying to make this is real. Like, no, bro. Taz is- ain't got physical in years and years and years and years. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I don't... Okay, so it popped me that he slapped this hazmat shit on Cody. However, I don't know if I want Cody getting laid out by a dude in his 50s. How old is Taz? Probably in his 50s. Yeah, a, a dude has like been out of the game wrestling for, for over a decade now. It, yeah, I, I, don't know if I, I don't know if I feel about it, even if it's, uh, uh, he suckered him. But... Um, you know, it was it was fun. Like I'm, I'm two minds of it. Like I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I don't know if I would do that if I were booking it, but whatever. Yeah. Um. So Taz's son then appeared and he walked off with uh with Taz. Apparently, um, his son was originally training with Creative Pro, uh, which is that Pat Buck and um, uh, what's his name, dude that lost all the matches in a row. Oh, uh, Avalon. No, um, in WWE, Zach Ryder's partner, uh, Brian Brian oh, uh, Myers, Kurt, uh, yeah, Brian Myers, Kurt Hawkins, S- same places like MJF, like Max Caster, uh, a lot of those guys. Okay, um, so now he's Jersey. right now he's um with Cody and QT, I believe, in Nightmare Factory. So okay. uh, apparently he's a Division One athlete, and I think he's like 19 years old. So we'll see. Um. After that, Eddie Kingston was getting interviewed by uh, Alex Marvez. He asked about the reformation of the Death Triangle. Kingston said he's not mad. He's just disappointed. And he expected this from Phoenix because he does all those flashy moves and all that, but not Penta. Then Mox interrupted him like, what the fuck's going on? 
Yes, no flashy moves. This man will turn anything into a Canadian destroyer. No flashy moves, though. Yeah. Um, then he uh, interrupted and said, and Kingston said, uh, the bad stage attack wasn't me, and you know who it was. And But, you know, it just lets you know that they can go back. They can heat that up anytime because this beef is still there, just like the beef is still there with Sean Spears and Cody, just like, you know, these long-running beefs. that They just don't – like, they don't wipe your brain clean. Like, they shouldn't right. be, you know – These are human um, beings and memories of things that happened in the past in relationships and – you know, they go from there. Yes, like that's how this should work. Yeah, that's how it works most places. Yeah. Um, then after that, we got the hybrid two uh, taking on top flight. So um, we got second week of top flight in a row here. Obviously, they got attacked by hybrid two last week. Um, this was okay. This wasn't obviously we wasn't as good as their match against the Bucks, but um, hybrid two ended up getting a win. Looks like they're. Headed towards a hybrid two bucks match because you know hybrid two's been hanging around, not doing much essentially uh, their whole time in AEW. But yeah, um, they, yeah top, dark alums. Yeah, so uh, them against the Bucks should be pretty excellent. And then top flight, uh, like I said on the show, like probably like two or three weeks ago, these guys are a long term like thing. Like you, you don't for me if it's me. I don't push them at all until like next summer. Like, like let them get their reps in. You know, losing, winning matches, like going back and forth. Just come out there and be impressive. I thought they were good enough uh, here. Uh, um, but yeah, these guys are clearly like the future. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're that's a that's a clear you know draft and stash type of uh, um, team like. You know, you can put them in into tournaments, or whatever else, and they show you the depth of your of your what you have, and then, um, you know, two or three years from now, them in private party, just look look out, just, just look out. Yep. Um, <laughs> yo, so one thing I want to make note of when I was when I was watching Dynamite um, live, I was uh, looking at Lucha Block, you know. Um, Hybrid 2 does a lot of wrestling in, in you know, AAA, and then they did Lucha Underground. How could I forget? Uh, Excalibur always telling me about the fucking Yave. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's yeah. the only thing I fucking know about Angelico. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, well. Yeah, what? Yeah, you want to tell him, you know. I mean, you, you know. Clearly, clearly, something's going on with uh, with uh, every time I see a helicopter, I always have cool new jokes that involves him and selling drugs or being on drugs because he, he just he just or him or look him looking like an X game ass motherfucker like or yes. him and Jack Evans both like they they just they just like I don't know <laughs> I don't know what to do with those two they're clearly super talented uh, but like you know they normally lose and uh, I was looking at Lucha Blog. Uh, his Twitter account, and I saw that apparently this was Hybrid 2's first win on a TV show since 2016 on Triple A. Wow. Yeah. Wow, indeed. Like, they've been on a lot of fucking shows, and they was out here doing jobs. <laughs> Lots yes. of jobs. Always, yeah. always got work. Amazing. Oh, you're prospering now. So apparently so. Yeah. All it takes is one win against a team that doesn't want to match on television yet. <laughs> Off to the races. Yep, get them going. 
So uh, Vicky then uh, got like a little promo package. She basically had Nyla back behind her. Uh, says she's going to teach. This is actually pretty good. She's yes. going to teach a lesson in nepotism, uh, and then she's a, a, a Brandy Rhodes. <laughs> And she said she wasn't the one who told Jay Hargill to attack her last week. Uh, anytime they could do something like that, I think it's going to get over. So, yeah, um, it's funny because she's like she's banging on nepotism, but like why she ain't bark up that that cronyism tree? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, then uh, FCR video package aired. These boys looked like they ain't slept in weeks. Um, Tully was in there. They said that even though they, their full gear match got a ton of accolades, that doesn't mean anything because they lost. Uh, they maintain that they're the best team and they need those belts back. Uh, Tully said the championships remain FCR's destiny and told the Bucks to fear the revelation. Yeah. So, yeah. Are you ready for round two? Um, how soon? Are you just asking in general? Just in general. Yeah, I would love to see him wrestle again. Um, I think they got a better match in them. To be quite frankly, to be quite um, frank, yeah. And then um, we've got Jericho and Hager uh, with the entire inner circle coming out uh, against SCU. So they were playing a um, like making a big deal of Christopher Daniels and Jericho never being in the ring together. I think they said a combined fifty-seven years experience, and we saw that. Um, <laughs> Uh, on display. That's disrespectful. This is a good nah, match. This is, like, nah, this is pretty good, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so like, we, I know we make the jokes about Daniels and when he blew the, the Arabian moonsault all them time, all the all the months ago with uh um Pentagon. That was a work. It, it still looks awful. Either way. <laughs> like great worker. Um and then also like we talk about Jericho this year's performance since he lost a belt, but like I like Kazarian God Bro, bless him. He don't miss. God bless Bro, him. Frankie, God bless look, him. Frankie, you can put him anywhere. Yeah. And he's going to be like, all right, ain't no night off. Like, yeah. <laughs> like we can just find out his background. He might be a camp go back all sort of way he wrestled. Yeah. Um, but and also uh my my hypothesis with with Jake Hager uh still holds up. You put him in there uh with somebody that's not uh formerly in WWE, you <laughs> might get something different out of him. And and this this was good. Um yeah. Well, only I have no notes for this match except we got to get Kazarian to stop doing any hurricanrana because he's gonna fucking kill himself. This is like the third time I've seen this man land on his neck and shoulders trying to do hurricanrana. He didn't get he didn't get on point and he's just, you know basically powerbombed himself on the floor. The the Cena Karana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, this is pretty good. Um, Daniels actually was was really good in this match. Ended up doing his best moonsault ever. So uh, it's amazing. He got his shirt ripped off. So you normally you don't see Daniels without the shirt too often no more. Um, and uh, they ended up getting a dirty win after MJF. Perfect timing. Knocks um, Daniels with the ring. Um, they pinned him basically, and. Uh, Santana was like, that's how you do it, the MJF on the outside of the ring. So uh, I'm watching everything with the inner circle. I'm paying a lot of attention to see how long it's going to take MJF to win over the rest of these guys to eventually, you know, get Jericho the fuck out of there. So, like, this is something to pay attention to. Okay, so you're still on the they're going to go straight to that. I I think they're going to have, like, a civil war first before they mm. – I think that's kind of how it breaks down. Like they'll have to have a civil war, 
and then like parts will be mixed up or just Jericho or just Jericho and Sammy will be sent out. But I think they're going to have some enter some match involving the inner circle in general before they get to that. Before they get yeah. to you know getting Jericho out or he loses power or whatever else. Speaking of the ring, um, they announced like on the show, they just kind of put a graphic up. There's going to be another Dynamite Diamond Battle Royal uh, that takes place next week uh, as well. So I don't know. uh, Wardlow, interesting. Wardlow is in this match. MJF is in this match. Hayman's in this match. They were in it last year. So we'll see where it leads. Um, I would think MJF would (laughs) go back to back here, but we'll see uh, how that plays out. It'd be funny as shit if you won it again. And you'd be like, I got two rings. Two. <laughs> I want another one. Or if Warlow wins, he'd be like, I got a ring too now. Or whatever. So Yeah, and, and, but here's the thing. If Warlow wins, then like I'm pretty sure. You gotta sign it con- over. I'm pretty sure in the contract he has to hand that over to MGF, so then the MGF still wins. It has two rings. <laughs> yep. So, um, Kip Saving and Miro were with Penelope Ford to deg- debut their new video game segment. Orange Cassidy walked up uh, and basically was like, he turned off the system. Miro was pissed. Uh, he said, my wife bought me that. Wink, winking at not at Lana. Um, he walked outside, but the best friends were waiting for him, and they uh, they jumped Sabian and Miro. I don't know. I, th- I don't know, man. Kip and, Kip and uh, Miro... Week to week, I don't know what I'm gonna get. Like, I'm just like, oh, here, here comes this bullshit. Or it's like, oh, okay, that wasn't that bad. I, I don't think none of it's. I don't think any of it's awful. I just think I don't. I just don't care for any of it. I don't. I don't care. I just don't care. And like, I wish that Rusev, or sorry, Rusev Miro were like in a position to kill people, but it's like. They have so many Brody, Archer, Cage, Miro, Hager, Wardlow types that it's kind of like, well, you know, all these people, only like half of them on the show at any given time. Like, when's the last time we've seen Brody, right? So, clearly, like, they're trying to cycle these people and try to get them, get in, trying to help them get in where they fit in. So, it, it's kind of a struggle for Miro to try to you know, um, you know, break ground on this new show. Carve his own real estate. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he's someone to look out for should the title change. Uh, speaking of that, the world title contract signing was next. So um, basically Kenny posed behind the, the screen as they talked about him being an Observer Hall of Famer. The Broom Girls came out, was dancing. And all of a sudden there was a second silhouette uh, behind him. And it was a jump zone. Uh, This reminded me of the good old days of 2014 when Dean Ambrose used to run up up and beat the shit out of Seth Rollins. Like, it was like, this dude, this this wet-headed fuck nigga... It's just, it's just, you know, taunt, you know, bump his gums, and here comes the man to come whoop that ass. It, it made me feel nostalgic for those days. Who would have known in 2014 WWE were the good old days? Yikes. <laughs> um, so he basically, uh, he, he dog walks Kenny to the ring and um, throws the belt down. Kenny reaches for the belt. He stands on top of the belt and grabs the mic. Um, he actually did a paradigm shift as well. Yeah. 
Uh, he said uh, whoever Kenny hired him last week to uh, attack him did a bad job because he's still here. I mean, I don't know. They they look, look they they left your ass fucked up last week, but I won't go there. <laughs> he said the only way to um that Kenny's going to become the champion is by digging down and being the Kenny Omega that everyone thinks you can be. Awesome line. Uh, Matt Mosley then started promoting the match and said that the winner is coming for Kenny, tying in the uh, name of the show. Uh, he said, steady aim and take your shot. Uh, only thing you're going to, because you're only going to get one. Uh, and he said, basically, um, um, the wire line. Uh, yeah, the wire line. Yeah, yeah, he did a wire line. And then he thanks Tony Schiavone and signed the contract. I would like them to go. Yes, it's time. Like I mean, in wrestling, I feel like it's it's been it's been used a lot in the last like four years, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would have liked to see him go face to face at some point for real. Like it it seems like they did like some things to kind of like get out of that. Um, I like the build. I thought pretty much all the promos were like good. I, I didn't think there were like any like holy fuck promos. But um, yeah. we already know what this is. This is the biggest match in the history of Dynamite next week. Um, and I don't know how long it's going to be, but I got a feeling it's going to take up some segments. And I think it's time to switch the belt. Um, I just want a clean finish. I don't care what they do. Um, so for me, um, I feel like I feel like you know nothing approached the. Um, you know the the Kingston and uh, Moxley face to face, but like, what the fuck else does this year except for like maybe maybe two things? So um, from that perspective, I, I, I feel like this was more than good enough um, to sell you on a television championship match uh, on basically like a three three week program. So um, that you know has history from a year ago. So I'm excited. Um, I finally in a match that I've been begging for for like 15 months. So. Um, I'm happy. Can't wait. Yeah, like we, um, like we even have a a special guest for next week. That's how much I'm into this show. Yeah, uh, next week. So, yep. So, um, yeah. Um, I, I don't think that they basically reinvent Kenny this much for him to lose. Um, I, I would think the draw is in. Like, I, I think you have to bring that up. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily like the draw but i wouldn't hate it either um but i'm anticipating there's gonna be a winner or a loser in this match yeah um i wasn't even entertaining a draw but sure um so i mean oh shit they're they're talking about for an hour long aren't they yeah yeah that's not gonna happen they're not gonna go to commercial break like i don't think that w i don't think the AEW will go through commercial break uh, we'll go sixty minutes. Go through multiple commercial breaks for their sh- for their title match in and a draw. I don't think that Tony Khan would do that, but you know we'll see. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> unless they start to match at like nine thirty or something like that. I don't I don't know if they'll do that though. If it's me, I'm starting actually at nine o'clock. I'm letting you know, like yo, like we got matches on standby. You know, we have standby matches. You know, whatever. But we wanted to make sure this match has time to do whatever. What? But why do you even? I don't. I don't even see why you even need to do that. Like you've had title matches that have gone on um, in main events and then go. I'm pretty sure AEW has had title matches going last that didn't start at nine, even though yeah. it's an hour long time limit. So it's like I don't know why they need to do that now. Like just 
because they're well, not going to do a 15 minute match for this. Well, right. I expect it to be more like around a half hour. So, like if they walk, like if they walk out at nine fifteen, are you be like, oh well, shit, there's not, there's no chance that the draws out. They're like, I don't want to fucking draw necessarily. I'd rather have someone get beat. So, mm-hmm. fine with that. Yeah. Um, so after that, Jericho was supposed to be interviewed, uh, but MJF took the microphone, called Kazarian a coward for sucker punching him. Just hilarious. <laughs> after he immediately did a sucker punch, um, he clearly got it Jericho. Jericho loves to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, Jericho said, uh, "The inner circles, funny games are done. They're just going to get back to beating people up." Jericho must have heard me talking about them uh, on the show, and said next week he's going to face Frank Gazarian. He's going to make him famous. Um, I was like, "Well, you wonder, you know, with Frankie and Jericho in there, is Jericho going to be allowed to mail that shit in?" Nah, nah, I don't think so. Gazarian works too hard. Yeah, like, like, like yeah, get up. Like imagine Chris, Jer- imagine like you know, well we was talking about it. Um, since we just passed the virus series last year's virus series match, we had um Roddy in there with with mid card champions AJ and Nakamura. Yeah, could and yeah. no, there will be no there will be no melon, and I'm gonna work too hard. Y'all don't want to get embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like yeah, that, that man came out there and saved that match. Um. So after that, we got a video package uh, before the women's title match. This was a nice video package that they did. Um, Anna Jay or Hikaru, she was like, the thing you're going to need is heart to beat me, essentially. Not yeah. like your best friend, not your training, not your, your cult. But, um, <laughs> not your cult. you know, yeah. So Anna Jay talked about her lack of experience, and now she's being trained in judo by Ty Conti. She just said her knee is fine. Um and challenge her to find more heart, as I said. Oh, uh, she was uh, talking about her knee. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, this was a pretty good match. They did this like cool thing that I liked. Um, that made it feel like a boxing match to where they had the color, um, associated with whatever like gear uh, yeah. was associated with the wrestler that was like watermarked on the thing. It was just a subtle thing. Yeah, that, they uh, did it in a couple times. In uh, I think it was the second time they did during the show that I remember seeing it. Yeah, I think they did it in the uh, SU and Jericho and Hager match as well. So um, this was pretty good, and um, NJ, um, I don't want to even feel like she's like improved all that much because I always thought she like was a certain level of decent for her level of experience uh, still. I don't think you have... Uh, like you don't really like yeah you didn't think that she was going to win at any right. time here but she was a solid enough uh person and uh she ended up getting to win um she did get knocked with the um kendo stick in the knee then immediately do the knee finisher which was like huh okay but <laughs> um this is this she is actually sold it though right for a kick out or am i mistaken yeah it was a kick out yeah yeah so i mean it you know she found her, her her inner resolve. I mean, it, I mean, okay. You hit the knee thing after you just get your knee worked on or whatever else. You set it like to sell, like you know, is when someone has messed up ribs of this frog splash and you sell it, and then like that's a near fall. Like you have to match one, but because you have to sell, you can't. You know, like it's it's a staple. It's a staple. Yeah. Um. So then we got Sheeta with a win, big knee to the face, defends the belt. She's walking out of there, and they're like, who can step up to Sheeta next? And then all of a sudden, <sighs> Abaddon's music played. 
I am so, so upset about this. <laughs> really? Um, I'm sure Abaddon's a fine, young, a, a nice young lady. Oh, he's about to Alvarez you. Nothing against her. This man about Alvarez. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I'm sure Abaddon's a, a nice young lady, and I, you know the internet was trying to stop me by by bringing it up before I got it all out. But like these people have cried for more women's matches and everything like that, and this is what it's led to uh, them going down the road decks and be like, oh, we haven't given Abaddon a shot in a while. So while this. Uh, will be the worst part of the show when it happens. Uh, the, I hope y'all enjoy this because I don't want to see this shit. Um, <laughs> like, like, I don't want to see Sheeta uh, cowering in fear from the, the bloody mouth uh, dead person licking the belt um, like it's like she's Hiromu Takahashi, but she's not Hiromu Takahashi. Um I don't know. This I, I think this is terrible. And this is just like poor scouting. I, I don't know why Abaddon's there. I I think she's a she's possibly the worst wrestler on the roster. Um if this is a thing to where she can step up and get beat in a couple weeks, okay, fine. I still have to watch the shit, but I hope it's not like uh pay per view direction. I think they're a lot smarter than that because they've had she to beat everyone pretty much like she's Moxley this year. So um. Yeah, I don't want to see this <laughs> at all. Um. Yeah, I don't necessarily. I'm not as strong as you are. Um. I've only seen Abaddon Russell once. She wasn't good. Um. You know, maybe it's they're throwing her at a girl after you know what happened to her with with Tay Conti on on um you know on a show on a match she didn't make air, but um. You know, it's just, I feel like just a stat pad for, for Sheeta, which is like, cool on one end. I also wish that, like, um, I don't know what's next for her other than to drop the belt to Brit. It feels like we're at the end. So it's like, all right, when do you want to do it? And it seems like we're, you know, some time away from it. Like, probably it's not going to happen this year. So um, we're kind of just waiting for this to finish out. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not excited about the Abaddon, uh, getting to wrestle Sheeta and Sheeta having to sell that, that fear. Just, are we just so, assuming it's coming the next couple of weeks? We're assuming okay. they, they didn't announce it yet. Okay. Um, so, so Matt Hardy's back. So he's been doing this character on being the elite the last couple of weeks where he's, um, acted like he's this this legend and icon and um everything like, like that really talking himself up basically saying he's invented everything uh he's you know this trailblazer this genius for the business uh he's finally got that promo that character on dynamite now so uh he called himself the most influential trailblazer in wrestling um and now he's overcome his insurmountable odds and they showed him uh hitting a home run on Sammy Guevara's dome um with the uh steel chair and he's clearly like turning now. So it'll be interesting to see if Private Party turns along with him or there's like a new team that he ends up affiliated with. Yeah. Um don't have much to say on it. Uh it's a it's a good promo. I just don't I mean, I don't know where we're going with it, but yeah, it was a good promo. 
Yep. Uh, a better promo uh, happened after, uh, as Team Taz lined up without Taz. Oh, so, yeah. uh, Ricky Stars had his. Yeah, Ricky Stars showed up and he had this one Jack White guy behind him and uh, with another Jack Black guy behind him, and it was like, man, he got these two big horses behind him, and but we know who the who the real is. Uh, he said they respect Taz, uh, but you know Cody crossed the line tonight. His paper thin ego keeps getting in the way. Before it was all business, but now it's personal. Uh, he, Cody, you know, rushed out there because he didn't want to, you know, real. He didn't want Taz to say that they whooped that ass last week. Um, yeah, I like Ricky Starks. I have from the second he's popped up in this promotion. Yeah, another another great Ricky Starks promo. Um. I don't know what... I mean, they just have too much talent for their own good right now. So, where it's like, I don't know where this is going because, like, they might be off TV or one of them... Or Team Taz... It seems like Team Taz on cycle right now for this Cody stuff. But, like, after this, like, where do they go? Like, they just, like, get... get you know, do they get taken out so that Brody Lee can come back? Or, you know, because Jake... Or not Jake, but uh, Lance Archer just came back. So, it's like, who's going to go away while while he's back? Like, who... Like, because this clearly, like, seems like some type of... Sh- cycling going on Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know man um (coughs) but then we got our main event butcher and the blade against Pac and ray phoenix my dog big butch with another main event here uh you know continue to build a show around big butch Um, what you know getting the victory in the main event standing tall you know headlining main eventing you know um, this was awesome too. Uh, Eddie Kings was on commentary for this match, um, and Butcher and the Blade uh, were, you know, doing what they do. And Pac and Phoenix uh, were hitting their dives. Um, Pac did this moonsault to the outside of the ring while Pac or while um, Phoenix did uh, some type of dive over the top rope. I think it was like a like a tope suicida or something, um, and that was crazy. And uh, they just uh, basically, you know, took turns on Blade's ass, and then eventually uh, Blade, you know, took the took advantage, and then we got Phoenix and Butcher uh, and a little little bit of action, and we got some more Butcher uh, and Pac. Um, just uh, a really good match, uh, and you know, they had a successful ratings um, segment last week, Pac and the Blade, so they gave them the main event spot this week. Um, but yeah, at the end, um, basically Phoenix made a blind tag. They took out Blade. Kingston ran down to the ring, distracted the official. He pushed uh, Phoenix into the ring, and then Butcher and Blade hit a powerbomb netbreaker combo for the win. Uh, the family then, you know, continued whooping that ass after the match. Uh, he DDT'd Pack onto a steel chair, he being Kingston. And all of a sudden, Lance Archer ran out, and you remember, start to remember that Lance Archer and Kingston have had beef since this battle royal. Uh, um, they were gonna, you know, team up once. You know, should Kingston have won the belt, he was supposed to get a title shot. There's old beef there. Um, he basically sent the family packing, and I don't know if Lance Archer's a babyface <laughs> or anything, but um, yeah, you know, just more interweaving. So awesome yeah. show. What, what do you think about this uh, main event segment? Yeah, uh, super fun show. Got to see Pac and um, and Phoenix do their thing, um, and I, I, I was I was you know just just giddy watching them the whole time. So uh, it was fun watch for me. Um, 
yeah, don't don't no clue what what Archer has to do with any of this, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I got. Winter's coming next week, and very excited. Can't wait. So. Yeah. Okay. So NXT. NXT had four matches because I guess they needed to tie for the um, the main event ladder match for um, War Games um, Advantage. Um, but by the time I realized that was the fourth, there was only four matches. I was like, "Why did they do that?" And then by the end of the show, I was like, "This match was so good. I'm glad they took off a fifth, <laughs> the fourth match. <laughs> this match needed the time to do it. This match, uh, the main event was fucking awesome. Um, first match is Ember versus Candice." Uh, so, the match starts with Candace basically on her bike, and she's running away from Ember and getting in the ropes to avoid trying to um, wrestle her. Um, ultimately leads to Ember outside the ring, uh, getting distracted by Indy Hartwell. Um, in comes Candace to try to baseball slide at her. Ember catches her, gives her a Casadora, and then like throws her head first into the still steps after after the wheelbarrow part of the Casadora. So that was cool. Um, then she gets her back in the ring, and she has the advantage until Raquel and um, Dakota come down, go to commercial break, they come back and show that they were distracting her during commercial break, which led to um, Candice getting back in control. Throughout this match, they threw a surprisingly amount of crisp big shots at each other kicks uh enziguris forearm shots that sounded off uh you know punches to the gut op- open hand palms it, it was really good and it just makes me like Ember's so fucking good I mean, Ember has yet to not be impressive in a match he's been back back uh in NXT with this so far so um Ultimately, um, she Ember has a match one. She goes to the top for the Eclipse. Dakota and um, Raquel get on the apron to take the ref. Indy comes into ring and sacrifices herself by pushing Candace out the way. She eats an Eclipse. She later she later is in the show with a cat with a uh, <laughs> with a neck brace on to sell the Eclipse. Um, and then Candace. Um, gets behind Ember and then hits her with her curb stomp for the win. Um, so they all get up on the apron and they're about to basically shield attack Ember. Um, Ember Ember fights a little bit and then eventually she escapes uh, towards the ramp and then Tony comes down. Given that you know these four have fucked with those two matches, Ember and Tony's matches, uh, the you know last couple weeks. You're thinking, all right, well, you know, that's going to be a foundational piece of uh, the babyface side. So, Tony Tony comes down. They look at each other, Ember, and they're like, dumb baby faces. They're about to just go, go hit the ring after one of them just had a match and go take them on two versus four. It's like, look, neither one of y'all are, are, uh, are Rhea Ripley. Y'all can't be winning two, two on four fights. That's not allowed. So, um, as they hit the ring... Ember gets in first. Tony Storm grabs Ember by the legs, drags her back out the ring, throws her into the steps, um, and Tony Tor- Tony Storm turns heel. So, 
So another big baby face that Triple H has said, nah, fuck that. We turning you heel. We bring you back for the war games. Just to turn you heel? <laughs> right. Um <laughs> now from what I am from what I can see the be the, the lineup, it is better this way for the match. However, um this move tell or leads me to believe that like Rhea's not going nowhere. So they don't need a new number two, number one baby face. They 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 needed to fit her where they can fit her, given that Kansas and Cut have already lost title matches. How do you get her they're basically triple H her? Alright, there's Rock and there's Austin, which is EO and Rhea. And how do I get somebody else up the other side into the into that slot? Put them on the hillside. That's that's basically where this is headed. Like tri- Triple H doing Triple H things, but based on how Triple H rolls to the top, it's it's amazing how this works. It's almost like a vicious cycle. A bad so, Booker. <laughs> so, um, that that was the end of that segment. That went like a uh, all that stuff went like a half hour. So then, um, we end up getting um Legado del Fantasma. Uh, they're they're having a um a a promo that's similar to what they've done together where like they're basically all three of them together sitting down having a drink it's talk just basically talking shit and burying the roster uh they're burying the cruiserweight division we haven't seen swerve in weeks where the fuck is he uh where the fuck is jake atlas where the fuck is ashanti uh adonis uh like we we've ran this division there's some new kid some dude that has yet to debut on nxt they showed his, his name's kurt stallion i think that they showed a picture mm-hmm. of him uh so apparently he's next and they're basically like we're gonna run this division we're gonna put um we're going to turn lucha libre and make it into our image uh so uh then we go from there uh we end up getting a in-ring undisputed promo undisputed uh in-ring promo um adam cole talks about McAfee not being there because he's a coward. Or he said he's not there, so I can't tell you to your face that you're a coward. Um, talks about how um, you guys ran your mouth for all them weeks. Um, we're back now. Uh, we're going to whoop your ass at War Games. We're going to take you to hell. Um, talked about how they brought uh, the War Games to NXT. Um... Well, not exactly that word, but more or less saying like we, you know, we we've had all these matches, all these war games matches, or whatever else. Um, then <laughs> they ever won one? I think they've won one. So I think they're like one and two. Okay. Um, but gotcha. anyway, or maybe, or maybe, or maybe they lost all three. I don't know. They about to win this one, but um, okay. So anyway, um, O'Reilly. So the match is for the advantage, the ladder match for uh, War Games Advantage. So Pete Dunn was immediately put in. McAfee's not there, so Pete Dunn is in this ladder match. So um, he says, like, you're gonna have to worry the whole night about who's going to be in um, the ladder match, Pete Dunn. And then all of a sudden, Colorado is like, look, um, Dunn put me on the show a few weeks ago. At the you know put us you know hit me in the back with a chair and stomp me out. So I want I want I want I'm gonna fight him. So they all they all agreed that it's him. So it's O'Reilly versus uh, Dunn, um, and and that was, that was the gist of the promo. So then can, so then we go backstage with Candice with um, no Indy Hartwell in sight, but with uh, Dakota and Raquel. 
and um, the interviewer asked her, like, so, you know, who is your team for war games? So she says, she tells the, the, the interviewer to bug her off for a second. She looks at Tegan and Raquel, and they're all in agreement. It's going to be us. It's going to be us three. Plus, it comes to the frame, Tony Storm. Tony Storm says, well, I told you guys in my um, return vignette that, like, this is a new, different Tony Storm, and that's what you're going to see here. Um, and she says that she's coming for the title, uh, or she's coming for, uh, for the title. So, um, then, <laughs> then we get a <laughs> the Garganos in a uh, one of those uh, Black Friday merch sale commercials. <laughs> And Johnny's just <laughs> Johnny's out of his fucking mind. Uh, he has all he has on a Santa beard. Uh, he's calling himself Gargano Claus or Johnny Claus. Can't remember which one. Uh, he is talking about how great Candace is. He sees like points at the North American replica title. Uh, points at the at the tag titles. Uh, looks at back at like all the shirts back there he said you know you, you can get yourself a power couples t-shirt i don't know if you've seen johnny and candace's t-shirt so it says power couples on it it's like a mm. and it's cartoon version of those two um holding hands or doing some some type of um action anyway they have it in black they have it in dark blue and they have it in pink obviously you know playing the genders uh so he's like you he looks back at the the stand and points at the shirts like you can get it in black or you can get it in pink or you can get it in blue and then he points he points to, <laughs> to <laughs> he points to Sh- Shotzi's shirt because Shotzi's shirt says eat my tank I think and it has a tank on it and her and he goes he, say, you, he says some snide remark about uh, Shotzi saying like you you made her cry when you broke her tank and then, he, and then right next to it is Tegan Knox's shirt and he points to Tegan Knox's shirt he's like you tore her ace you, you ripped up her knee I was like god damn Johnny <laughs> you're an asshole so um man I forgot about her well I mean she tore ACL what are you supposed to do Bro, um, I forgot she was live wow well that's happens you don't watch uh so then from there you <laughs> I mean <laughs> shut up it's like, like who was it I was thinking of? Well, shit, go through the Survivor Series. He was like, damn, like, I forgot about this person. I forgot about this person. Well, you're not watching. It happens. Uh, so, anyway, they go backstage. They show some of the students of Thatcher's Thatch can watching on the screen to watch Thatcher go to work. So, um, man. So then we end up getting Thatcher versus Kushida. This match was so fucking fun. Is basically just them striking each other in between. Actually, I did back. It's really just them basically doing anything you can do. I can do better between going through submission holes of uh, Kimuras or ankle ankle locks or heel hooks and just going back and forth. In between that, when they when between it, it's just like them reversing out a hole, slapping it back on, them selling, them getting up, them hitting each other with with just big big strikes and suplexes it was a, it was a blast so um before the match started Ciampa comes down to the ring and sits down uh in a folding chair so they're having a match uh they end up outside Thatcher it gets distracted by 
Champa who's just standing there, not doing anything, or sitting there, not doing anything. So Kushida ends up getting him, uh, getting his arm, ends up doing his. It's hard to explain. It's almost like uh, he grabs your arm, picks it apart, and then basically like bulldogs your arm. As you, uh-huh. as more like work for him to uh, get get for the hoverboard lock. So after that happens, I think Thatcher broke his nose on the floor as is ha- as is happening. He comes up mouth just mouth and nose just bleeding. Uh, gets back into the ring and Thatcher gets control again and he has uh, a Kimura on Kushida. He looks up for a second at. Uh, Champa. Next thing you know, Kushida gets gets back up, gets out of it, and then slaps on the hoverboard lock after working over this man's arm forever. And if Thatcher was selling, he ends up getting the tap out on Thatcher, which is the first time he's been tapped out on NXT television. Um, so like, so he lost via submission to Desert Loomis, and then he, got passed he out, lost yeah. to Kushida here. Yeah, but so losing like, Sheeta's not a big deal because like they're both submission masters. Like that's not a thing. So, losing losing to Loomis is the one that's like that's unforgivable. Even if like, he didn't pass out, even if he didn't tap out, that's like why would you do that? Like we, so like these 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 students in the Thatcher Thatchcan school, like they're gonna have to like relocate pretty soon. I guess so. Um, I think the next thing is like Chompa fucks with his students, but we'll see. Um, so Thatcher or um. Chompa looks in the camera and was like, yeah, I, I think I'm in his head and walks away. Um, so then we end up getting a recap of the EO in um, Rhea match from last week. And they talk about like how hard hitting it was and uh, put over like the parts, the body parts they sold um, during the match and talked about the finish where, you know, EO you know, does a does, does a slingshot out the ring and into a sunset power bomb that sends uh, Rhea onto the uh, table, and then Rhea makes the the uh, beast of ten count, and then Eo immediately drops her with a um, with uh, the moonsault for the win. So after that, she uh, did point out that you know they you know they talked about how they do not like each other. Um, or Rhea says they don't like each other, but they do respect each other. And then um, Shelby says, I don't know where this takes me. I don't know. I don't know. Um, and then they point out that they're going to do a in-ring, like, status report with Rhea um, later in the show. So then um, we end up getting a quick McAfee Goon promo where they're talking shit about, you know, Dunn's going to beat Colorado's ass at in the main event. Uh, then we end up getting, because Kevin Owens is actually uh, doing commentary uh, on the, he actually did commentary on the show. Uh, he basically filled in for um, Bad News Barrett. Uh, I gotta say, beginning of the show, like the first half hour, he stunk. And then after that, he was his normal self on commentary, which was really good. So I don't know why, I don't know what happened. It was, um, it, but it was like he needed like a half hour to warm up. But once he did, he was good again. So he's doing a he's doing a KO show with Leon Ruff. Leon Ruff comes down. Um, he talks about how, you know, he just signed with um, WWE seven weeks ago, how, you know, training this whole time um, and making it through the industry. He was always told, you know, doubted and, you know, people didn't believe in him. Uh, so he so he's like he's trying to stay he's basically like trying to be, you know, um, wide eyed, 
kid that's being humble, um, but has a, 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 a you know a belief in himself. Uh, and then eventually, as he's saying all this stuff, Kevin Owens is like, "Look, man, I've made it here. Um, I've made it beyond here. Um, I've been the you know Universal Champion, whatever else. You got to kind of beat your chest a little bit more. You know, you got to." Sh- per- give off that confidence that you belong here like I know that you I know you know what you're saying that you believe in yourself but I don't I don't really buy it I need you to kind of you know beat your chest so then he so then uh Leon Ruff kind of fires up and then he he name drops Gargano and then <laughs> and then Kevin Owens is like ah yes, god damn it you shouldn't have name called him because you know how these segments go the second the second you name call somebody they're gonna come out in the huff and like I can guarantee it he counts down like it's probably like three two one Johnny's music plays he comes down talking a bunch of shit um so by the time he gets halfway down there uh, they do this running they're doing this running gag with Kevin Owens especially you've seen these Kevin Owens show, uh, shows the last couple of years where basically like he knows people are about to fight and he gets out the way or he clears furniture or he brings in furniture because he's clairvoyant it's one of those things where you're poking fun of the, the mechanics of WWE promos and, and talk shows or whatever else so ultimately he Gargano talks shit or brings up Damian Priest Damian Priest comes out they do a gag where a fourth chair for the fourth person coming out beforehand Priest comes out, uh, says, Johnny, um, you can't beat him. He's beaten you twice already. It's a wrap. Uh, Johnny is furious. He gets only more mad. And then eventually it leads to um, a three-way where he's like, look, man, last week, a couple weeks ago, you slapped Priest, tells Ruff. I believe you, but a couple weeks ago, you slapped me and said you could beat either one of us um, in a triple threat match. So, um, I haven't had my rematch from when I lost Halloween Havoc, so let's have a three-way. Then out comes Regal. Regal says um, at TakeOver is going to be a triple threat match. Uh, So then we get a Balor tape promo, and Balor says basically nothing. He says that don't bring... Some of the lines are like, don't put checker pieces on my chessboard. Um... Uh, whatever, it's a nothing. This problem. sounds like more. You come at the king, you best not miss a J shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's just more it, like this wasn't necessary. Like this, this is a promo heavy show, and this wasn't necessary. Uh, it was just more of like, well, we haven't we haven't seen him that often since he broke his jaw, so we have to put him out there. So like, like no, nah, wasn't necessary at all. I, I, he actually, the only point that is actually pertinent was he said like. The winner of war games, the team that wins men's war games, like will probably one of somebody from one of those teams will from the, the winning team will probably be my next challenger. Um, so they so that's like the only thing that mattered on that promo. But it, but that was like one sentence. Mm. So then we end up getting um, Atlas versus Grimes. Atlas got a jobber's interest as Grimes comes down. This is basically like it probably goes five. Man. It's, yeah, it probably goes five minutes. It's basically like probably less than that. Probably four minutes. It's a. It's basically like a three minute long spot of them, basically just running ropes, um, hitting high impact stuff on each other. Um, there's a couple covers before ultimately they run ropes. They cross each other twice. Grimes hits his running um, Spanish fly, and then he hits the cave in and gets the win. 
he squashes uh, Atlas. So, <sighs> Atlas, I'm sorry, um, Grimes looks into the camera um, because the cameraman is up on the apron. He looks to the camera as he says, I'm going to the moon. And as he, wa- as he does his celebration, he goes back into a corner. Loomis is up on the apron staring at him as he hits the corner. Uh, as Grimes is at corner, he looks over his shoulder and sees Loomis. And then he runs out of there. And then as he's heading up halfway up the uh, ramp, Loomis points towards the Terror Dome. The Terror Dome shows a drawing of Loomis, not Loomis, of Grimes running, and then they show clips of the horror show, the match from a couple weeks ago, and it's always Grimes running and running and running. So then uh, Loomis pulls out a bag, and out of inside the bag is a leather strap, like an Indian strap match strap rich and he throws the one end at Gr- yes 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 i was as i was watching it and i saw him pull out that strap this is not getting cameron grinds more over triple h right and keep in mind we already saw a fucking strap match in july with uh him and roddy with loomis and roddy why would i want more grinds and, and loomis so um yeah and that shit so yeah so for me as he pulls out the strap I don't know if you you have you ever watched Power couple episodes okay there's a a memed up like spot in the show where Ghost is in the backseat of a car or in a car and he's talking to a woman and he's he's so frustrated that he yells out no! Fuck! And that's exactly yeah, yeah, what yeah, my expression was when he pulled out the fucking in his strap and he threw it at at, at Grimes. I was like, the apple pie. I was like, God damn it. I don't know. Who the fuck wants to see this? So, Loomis, Loomis threw, throws the strap back uh, towards I'm sorry. Grimes was strapped back towards Loomis and walks away. Go to commercial break. Come back from commercial break. Grimes talking shit backstage and he runs into Regal. And Regal says, you know what? Loomis gave me a good idea. How about y'all have a strap match dot 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 at TakeOver. Fun times. <sighs> Damn! I, so I gotta watch Dexter Loomis on fucking takeover. So he's on the strap. He's stupid. So Grimes goes. Well, dude, Grimes oh goes. Well. Hey man, he goes. Regal, why do you hate me? He literally said, "Why are you fucking?" With? He basically like, "Why are you fucking with me? I didn't do anything to you. I was annoying a couple times, and now you're like, Look, you're, you're you're trying. You're you're ruining my my life. You're my why are they right fucking now. with us? Yeah." Yeah. Why are they yeah. fucking with us? Well, he's really, you know, he's really speaking. He's really being us right now. Like Grimes is the babyface in this promo now, or, or in this program. So, and that was the end of it. Like I forget what a real answer was to that. But he's more like, you know, just man, suck it up and, and deal with the match. So we get Rhea in the ring. Um, Rhea 
makes allusions to is she coming up to the main roster, talked about, you know, um, 2020 sucking. Um, and she ultimately says, I'm not going nowhere. She would know. Right. Um, he said, I'm not going nowhere. I am going to get the fucking uh, woman's title back. Out comes Candace. Candace says, what you going to do? Oh, you're going to, oh, you're going to get the title back. What you going to do? Try harder. <laughs> Which made me laugh. And then, uh, <laughs> so then out comes, uh, what did you say? Oh, I forgot what, what she said. Basically, she, she brings out Raquel. Raquel has Eo over her shoulder. They they have... Ra- oh, sorry. Candace, Raquel, uh, Tony, and Dakota have whooped Eo um, backstage uh, unconscious, horseman style. We just didn't see it. They lay her on the apron, or they lay her out on the ramp. Uh, they come down to the ring. And Rhea can basically can fend off Candace and Tony and Dakota, but anytime Raquel gets involved, she 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 goes down. So they finally lay her out after two tries, go rounds with her fighting the other three, and then you know uh, the big dog Raquel <laughs> for Gonzalez lays her out. So um, so they they laid you know it's almost the, like this is set up. Yeah, so they laid out the top two. Uh, they laid the top two uh, baby faces in the women's division out, uh, which then basically sets you up for all right. So, women's war games: Io Shirai, Rhea Ripley, Ember Moon, and Shotzi Blackheart versus Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, Tony Storm, and Raquel uh, Gonzalez. Um, I gotta say. That's a lot better lineup than with Andy Hartwell in there. So, um, t- turning Tony Storm made the match better, but like Rhea, Rhea or EO, one of them two should theoretically be time for them to come up, but they're not right now. Which look, I'm not in no hurry to get either one of them out of there because they all turn. Look at what they're doing with you know the last batch of call ups on the women's division on the main roster. So, um, yeah. Nothing. Right. Absolutely nothing. Okay, so then we get in my notes I wrote down Zaya and Boa kidnapped. Rich, have you heard about this? What? Rich. No. They have they have Boa in Zaya in the backseat of some SUV is dark. They're wearing black. You can look at their face. They have makeup on to make it look like they're like either dehydrated or malnourished. Like it looks like they've been human trafficked or being human trafficked. So all of a sudden, um, the car, the truck pulls up. Uh, the the homie, the 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 Shang Tsung gentleman, um. Um, Shea Fu is at the is at the garage door. They bring them into through the garage, and they cut to this dark room where they basically sit them down, and they're on their knees, Bo and, and Zaya with Shea Fu, and there is a woman sitting on what appears to be a some type of throne or seat, and they're apologizing profusely, and um, 
they have been judged as it's time for them to sacrifice or their time is up or some shit. Um, and Shafu puts a mark on both of their hands and they both freak out and then it goes to black. Um, so I don't know who this woman is, but she's showing up. I have no clue. Um, n- no idea, nothing, but I'm just like, so, that, so it is this going to be how they introduce Mako Satomura? Uh, okay. So the woman had long hair. So I don't think it's Mako. And also, she's Japanese and her Chinese. What? Look, do you think they give a fuck? Yes, I do. You want to know why? Look, why? Um... The relationship between the uh, uh, our Japanese brothers and sisters and our Chinese brothers and sisters quite similar to um, a lot of our Caribbean brothers and sisters, where it's like you mix you if you fuck around and mix them up, they will be quick to correct you. So I don't think you can necessarily just bring Mako Satomura up and, and make her a Chinese all of a sudden, I, 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 and better yet, a <laughs> mystical Chinese. I don't think you can do that. <laughs> bitch, when they when they when they pull the hood off and this Mega Satomura there, I bitch, I'm gonna be hollering. Uh, I'm I'm going to be very very frustrated, very very frustrated. Because think, who like, else could it be? I don't know. Do, do, I really do they have any know. big signings coming in that are the, women? I don't know. And here's another thing. Uh, another reason why have any returns. Might, another reason why you might be onto something. You might be onto something because, like, Pete Dunne, Tony Storm, later in the show, Grizzle Young Veterans show back up. They're bringing in the UKers. Mako's a UKer. But my thing Boy. is, like, how long will she have to stay here to do this? Because, like, <sighs> if she leaves Japan, she's going to have to quarantine for two weeks. And she's still running uh, Sendai Girls. So I don't know how this is going to work as far as her coming to the states. I'm trying to think who it could be. Uh, if if you guys have any um, suggestions on who you think it is, uh, or if it's Zia Lee coming back as a more darker personality, like, it, but it, uh, it, it, so it wait, can't wait, be her. It can't be her because she's one of the people that got trafficked. Unless they're saying Jesus. like some. I stole myself. Oh my god, that'd be so. That'd be worse than make a sound. Or Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. This this clear you you have clearly gotten BS into my non BS show. Um, yes, this this sounds like the BS that they yeah, be talking all about. The BS. So all the BS. They got a, a mystical, mysterious figure in a cloak. Yes. What? Yes. 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 <laughs> On some General Palpatine shit from Star Wars. Yes. Oh so this is that the second General Palpatine Star Wars reference in in back to back shows. Whatever. Bro, I, Whatever. Yeah. All right, so anyway, um, <laughs> so dumb. So, so then we end up getting uh, Everise comes out, Rich. Like they about to have a match. What do you think happened? So I'm going to assume that a match did not happen since you said like they about to have a match. Yeah. So what do you think happened? Uh, somebody had to whoop that ass. Grizzled Young Vets came out, stomped the dog shit out of them, and then said, we are back. And you know how, you know how I was at Gibson against Dale. We are the Grizzled Young Vets, and we will not stop until we are NXT's 
number one. You know. So like, are they gonna roll with McAfee going too? They can just keep loading them up with football brothers from the UK. Um, I don't think so because they already got themselves um two uh, UKers. And one, yeah. and you know, one of them is is one half the tag team champion. So I don't know if they want to have two people coming for the same belts on the same thing. You know, it seemed like just, also, it seemed like you know a bad chemistry uh, project. They got, they got also Pete Dunn in there. Him and Zach Gibson don't really mix well. Right, right, right. No, look, nobody gives nobody mixes well with Zach Gibson. He's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so then we get the main event: Kyle O'Reilly versus Pete Dunn. Uh, ladder match to see who gets the advantage in war games. This match is fucking awesome. There's so much stuff that I can't go over it. All of it, all the most things I can really keep I can uh, remember is that they are Kyle O'Reilly is working Pete Dunn's leg. And so did the heel win? Dun, of course. And then Dunn, <laughs> what? No, the babyface one. Why would you do that? <laughs> to the right way. Uh, Pete Dunn. Uh, works over uh, Kyle O'Reilly's hand, uh, doing a bunch of spots. Uh, they do a spot where O'Reilly uh, or Dunn puts O'Reilly's hand underneath the uh, the leg of one of the one of the ladder legs and climbs. Um, there is a apron apron suplex, vertical suplex onto a ladder bridge that breaks. Um, there's a there's a spot where Dunn sends. Uh, O'Reilly tumbling off the top off the uh, top of the ladder like down like hanging or falling off the or through the or or catching himself on the bottom rope out to the floor on the Mm -hmm. way down to the floor there there is a spot where O'Reilly catches Dunn up the steps and he he stops him by grabbing the bad leg and dragging screwing the bad leg through the steps uh, through the inside of the steps, this this match was was awesome. It, it was just them being a crap at each other, and then doing all these all these like slick spots that I never really would have thought of. It was like they were having the match they would have had, except there's a ladder and there's it just has to be a ladder match. It was awesome. Um, mm. I I would give it four and a half stars. Uh, I think Meltzer gave it four and a quarter. Like its cage match rating is like four is like four six something or four eight something. I can't remember. Um, it is a great match. It, uh, it's it's got to be at least the second best match on it on NXT television um, this year. The only thing I think would be even be would be in discussion would be the um, Dunn in Riddle versus um, uh, Mandrews and Morgan Webster match from the um, Dusty Cup. Like though, it's just just a great match. Ultimately. Um, O'Reilly has the match won until um, McAfee in a mass shows up, pushes uh, O'Reilly off the top to the floor, all the way down to the floor, um, and then Dunn climbs and wins. Um, the other other people undisputed in um, working on perches, uh, like on the other side of the PC. So that's the reason why they couldn't make the save in time after there was interference. Um, so we have another ladder match next week. Sorry, we have another ladder match for the women's side next week. I don't think that's announced. No. Oh, okay. 
I, I thought I saw that somewhere, but it may be. But I don't. I don't. I mean, because you know, NXT they only want to announce like one or one or two things. You know, a week in advance was like, just get the fucking card out. It's not. You're not. You're not. This, <laughs> you know, these aren't training Russians. You're not hiding. Uh, you know, uh, nuclear secrets. So you know, gotta um, gotta see what uh, AEW does first. You know, I guess figure so. it out. Like maybe you should just do your fucking show. Um, but yeah, um, wrestling was very good. Um, great match, main event. Um, couple goofy things, but overall, like good promos, made sense. So um, this is a very consistent Wednesday. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got. I, um, I, the stardom stuff I have is very very small. Um, they had two shows last weekend. Uh, they they've been tagging um Momo and Utami together because they're going to wrestle each other for the red belt on the Osaka show on the twentieth of December. So that's how they're starting out the mm. this program is they're they're tagging them together. Um, and, you know they were tag champs uh last year. So um, that's that's pretty much how they started. That's really all I got. Cool, man. Well, once again, man, happy birthday. Congratulations on retaining your status amongst the living again. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess we'll put this uh, we'll put this birthday, we'll bank this away and celebrate it later on, you know, when this shit get back to uh the normal twenty twenty eight bitch. Yeah, you know, we go we gotta do you know, we gotta line birthdays up, you know. Shit, you need to be more concerned about. Nah, here's a better bet, right? Will we be able to celebrate my birthday or your birthday in, in 2021? You tell me Man. what's more likely. I think I'd rather, I think we're more likely to celebrate just my birthday and both of our birthdays. And your birthday yeah. is in April. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, WrestleMania. Oh God, can you <laughs> can you imagine? Because you know they're gonna bring that shit back here and they're gonna open the stadium. It did say, "Hey, bring y'all ass." You you know what's happening. Um, we'll see how this. We'll see how that goes. Because, like, look, if they do bring, if they, you know, people vac- vaccines come in, we need to figure out when these vaccines come in. Because, like, if let's say the vaccine drops in February, talk right, about it like an album. Right. If the, if that, the Feb- yeah. If, look, if 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 it hits, if the vaccine hits Spotify in February, I think I need a couple months before like I I take it. I need to see y'all get them bugs out. Like go ahead and you know. Yeah, you know. Y- y'all get them first batches out to the yeah. public. I'll glad yeah. look. I'll gladly continue doing what I'm doing as far as social distancing. I just want me. Let me know when you get that second or third batch, and then I'll take it, and then we'll see how that lines up with like my ability to actually attend. Uh. Um, a, a WrestleMania weekend here because look, I can tell you this right now. Um, if I ain't got a vaccine, there's not a look. WrestleMania may as well could could be up the street from me beyond just 20 minutes. It could be literally a half mile away. I I wouldn't fucking go. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Not not uh, around. Nah, not you have to send me to coat. Not from put me in COVID hell. Nope. Speaking of WrestleMania weekends of indie companies, I had a. Nice little discussion uh, with Joey Janela on Twitter uh, about GCW, and th- apparently this is a foreign concept, you know. Um, and um, 
basically GCW keeps naming their stuff. They have a show announced called Slime Season, James. Um, yeah, I wonder where they got that name from. Yeah, so I'm like, yo, y'all need to either cut a check or pay respects or get a cosign something because this shit look funny in the light. And, you know, Joey Janela said, with what money? You know, this is a pandemic. And I'm like, y'all been doing this shit way before a pandemic was around. Stop the cap, essentially. Um, there was another person that jumped in and said, you know, as a rapper, I'm sure you've sampled music before. And what? you should have to. Yeah, I was like, bro, you have to willingly. I don't know how you willingly work your way into missing the point that bad so i'm just gonna point you to go the other way i'm not even going to engage with you i would have been like hey bro you know like when a sample gets cleared it means that you have to get percentages of the song and royalties to the person that that you whose song you sampled to, for, to make that record so like yeah that's kind of what i'm asking for you dumbass that's kind of my point <laughs> jesus christ um and apparently this is like a thing you know Motherfuckers really but, around here everything you can sample thriller and just not have to pay a dime for it. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, man. Um, like you say, yeah, you know, PWG, they've they've lifted song titles, movie titles, and stuff like that. But when it comes to GCW and the rap stuff, for me, why it's such a issue is it's like y'all obviously got some type of connections. So you can make a phone call to get some type of cosign to you know if you're using all this rap stuff maybe like are you trying to make a play for an audience you don't have i'll tell you what would go a long way in trying to get that audience would be some type of cosign like that have like you know young thug retweet something for you um you know try like y'all like the world isn't that big like you can get to somebody to to kind of get you know a clearance to say this or or pay homage the correct way not just running with it it just look it just look weak to me so i called it out got a response from them and you know i but i i don't feel like they have any concept of what i'm talking about at all yeah they're playing dumb it's fine yeah. um yeah i mean i don't i don't or not i'll take that back it's not fine it is what it is that's really where i'm getting it yeah. um this is whatever like The names don't bother me as much as you do, but like you're right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, not that, it's, not a, it's not that you're wrong. You're just like I just whatever. I'm numb yeah. to this kind of. Well, I'm like you know, stealing, let's. I guess it's a word. Yeah, let's let's get some you know some wrestlers to match like you know the aesthetic that you're trying to wrap yourselves in. But when I look at these ah. crowds and it don't it don't quite match up. You know that's it just comes up short for me. So. Uh, I know GCW is behind the for the culture show. I understand that, but we'll, we'll put a limit on for. So, um, <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's just my thoughts on it. So uh, I could be wrong. You know, let me know right in. Y'all can check on Twitter and and see where I had that uh, convo. But um, you know, it is what it is. Like James said, yeah, um, yeah. That's the end of the show. Be sure to raise whatever app you're using to listen to this with. Uh, be sure to tell folks about the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Um, be sure to go to ProWrestlingTees.com and uh, com slash Social Suplex and pick up some official Social Suplex Podcast Network merchandise. Also, check out the other shows on the network. On Sundays, we have this show, One Nation Radio. On Tuesdays, we have Keep It The Strong Style. On Wednesdays, we have the Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Podcast. On every other Wednesday, we have Grumman Watch This Shit. 
on Thursdays, we have the Grave Consequences podcast. On Friday, we have 8-Bit Suplex. And on Saturdays, we have All Things Elite. Thanks for listening, y'all. Make sure y'all stream that new album that came out, GPS. Did 10 beats on there, 11 beats. Uh, I got my song Nervous on there, so y'all should uh, go ahead and check that out. I put that on YouTube, too. Yeah, so check that. I also put I'll put the link to the descri- or to that in the description as well, so you can just click over really quick. Um, but thanks for listening, y'all. Peace.